Being an entrepreneur or business owner is not easy. We know firsthand how the daily grind can bring even peak performers to their knees. Welcome to the Lewis Brownlee Podcast, an in-depth podcast for business owners interested in staying up to date with all aspects of business. Each show offers a variety of resources, insights, and updates from industry professionals to keep you at the cutting edge of this ever-changing world. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your learning experience. Hello, thank you for joining us today. We're going to be talking today about the domestic reverse charge for VAT. I'm Sarah Alexander. I'm the Managing Director of Lewis Brownlee in Chichester. And today I'm going to be talking to Sam Eid. Sam is our Head of Audit and Assurance at the firm. And he's also our specialist in terms of the construction industry. So welcome, Sam. Thank you very much, Sarah. Hello, everyone. So, yeah, what's this all about then? So uh, it's the, the biggest change to the construction industry for a good number of years now. This is uh, a bit of legislation that was originally planned to come in in October 19, delayed due to Brexit until October 2020. Obviously, pandemics hit us all, so it was postponed again until 1st of March 2021. What it is, is a fraud prevention measure from HMRC. It is to combat what they see as high risk in the construction industry for missing back traders. So where a business or a company takes VAT on behalf of HMRC, goes missing and does not pay on that VAT to the Treasury. So this is why this is coming about. Okay, so this is going to affect VAT registered contractors. So what sort of circumstances are we looking at here? Yeah, so to combat that missing trader and that missing VAT, the reverse charge mechanism passes the responsibility of accounting for the VAT away from the supplier onto the customer. Now, in normal circumstances, a supplier who sells goods and services to a VAT registered business charge VAT on their sale collect the VAT, prepare that on box one, and pay that over to HMRC. The customer receiving that service will claim back the VAT in box four, and they will therefore get that VAT back. The domestic reverse charge removes that requirement from the supplier of charging VAT, moves it onto the customer to account for it, both an output and an input, is one and four, effectively, uh, if we take a look at an example, the subcontractor makes a sale of £1,000 net to a contractor who is not an end user, more than the end user shortly. The subcontractor will invoice and will receive that £1,000, note not without any VAT. The subcontractor's return, therefore in box one, shows an amount of nil, where originally it would have had £200. It will still show the net sale of a thousand pounds, but no VAT is due. You'll have an odd uh, scenario there where you have a, a sale without any VAT, but that's how the domestic charge mechanism works. The contractor's VAT return will now show in box one and box four two hundred pounds. Box seven will show the thousand pounds net purchase, but again, no VAT is due to HMRC. As I said previously those to cancel each other out. 
So when's this going to start? Yeah, so we, we touched on it briefly. It starts 1st of March. don't know why it's 1st of March, but it's 1st of March, not far away. Um, who does it apply to? If your customer is registered for VAT and CIS in the UK, if you provide standard or reduced rate fat services, 20 or 5%, it doesn't apply if you supply zero rated sales. If you just provide labour only services, so an employment business, either staff or workers, it doesn't apply. Um, we'll talk about written confirmation of an end user shortly, uh, but if you don't get that, the reverse charge applies. If you just supply goods only, um, the reverse charge does not apply. But if you do have a package of providing goods and services, that whole package does under the AG. HMRC say, if in doubt, uh, apply domestic reverse charge. So you touched on just then an end user. So I think this legislation is bringing in two new terms, end user and intermediary supplier. So you talk us through what those mean, please. Yeah, so an end user, um, funny enough, HMRC, that, that kind of makes sense. It is the person who is using that end product. So if they're not going to make an onward supply, they are the end users. So someone who owns the land, owns the building that's being constructed. Um, the, the other term, intermediary supplier, uh, is a bit more technical. That's if that supplier is connected in any way to the end user by having a, a relevant interest in the same land that the end user does, or whether they're part of the same group. The reverse charge won't apply in that scenario. They will deal with the reverse charge directly with the end user. But you need notification um, from the end user of who is the end user. Uh, this needs to be written, but that can be via post or email. There's an example word in there to utilise just to confirm that uh, you are getting that notification that you are the end user. While supplying the end user, you uh, carry on with normal VAT rules and issue a VAT invoice. If you are not transaction with the end user, it comes under the reverse charge. This will be the main contractor, the, the is transacting directly with the land building owner in terms of providing those services. Everyone below that chain will be under the, the reverse charge regime. Okay, so I think this is going to apply to many of our clients, and I think it's those that are in within the construction industry industry scheme that it's going to apply to. So if if you are in that scheme, I guess chances are you are going to be caught by this that domestic charge yeah very very high probability uh, we've got some flow charts there to help you determine whether this applies to you it really just summarizes what we've talked about if it, it needs to be under cis so like you say if it is under cis it's most likely to be under the reverse charge mechanism unless you're providing services to the end user um, it needs to be standard or reduced rated services Customer needs to be that registered, and the customer needs to be registered also. And then we're also talking about the confirmation of an end user. Uh, much the same if you buy construction services regarding CIS, standard rated, reduced rated, and also the end user position. But the top one there is talking about, as we mentioned previously, if you're an employment business, you're just providing labour, then normal that rules apply. It does not 
I'm under uh, reverse charge. So the invoicing is going to change, isn't it, for, for clients when they're sending their invoices to their customers? Yeah, very much so. Um, all the normal information still needs to be there, VAT number, uh, dates, etc., description. If you are making supplies under the reverse charge, you need some separate wording to explain that the reverse charge applies and the customer has to pay or account for the VAT with HMRC. Guidance says uh, you should include the amount of the VAT on the invoice. Be careful not to put that in the, the ordinary column as, as we do to make it a gross payment. Just set to the side the amount of the reverse charge at the applicable rate, whether that be 20% or 5%. But like I say, make sure it's not actually included in the total. So you're inadvertently collecting the VAT, which is not that. Uh, hopefully, all of your accounting systems caught up with that. Most of the mainstream ones have. Um, we can help you with that. So do get in contact if that uh, does come about. A little bit of transition to think about in terms of dates of when invoices are uh, prepared and issued. If they're before 1st of March with payment received on or after, uh, sorry, on or before 31st of May, normal VAT rules apply. If your invoice is dated after 1st of March, Payments received on or after first June and the reverse charge cut. Okay, so potentially then some clients that have invoiced before the first of March but not paid for three or four months are going to have to re review how that's going to affect them. They might think that they aren't affected because the invoice was pre-March, but if it's not been paid for a while, then it could be something that they need to review. Yeah, there's there's more technical points behind all of that. So yeah, get in contact with us. We can have a look yeah. specifically at the timing and the cash flow impact. So you know, we're, they're going to be receiving less, aren't they? Once their invoice is paid, it's going to be without VAT, which is going to impact, impact their cash flow. Yeah, well, it, it's an old adage. It, it's a really very true one. Cash is king. This will affect cash flow massively. Uh, it will affect it. Positively and negatively, more cases than not negatively. If we take a, uh, a contractor at the, the bottom of the supply chain, plumber or electrician supplying services, services to a subcontractor or main contractor, they may well be used to invoicing VAT, collecting that VAT, utilising that in their working capital, that's going to disappear have a, a big effect on, on a lot of small traders. Yeah. Fortunately, what it does do is the biggest winners from this are the main contractors. Because they're the ones who will be transacting with the end user. Therefore, they can issue VAT invoices with the full amount of VAT, collect that on HMRC's behalf, use that in their working capital. But also down the chain, they're not being charged VAT, so they're paying out less. They've also got holding on to the retentions of the subcontractors and sub-subcontractors. So in order to combat fraud, they've pushed that cash flow advantage down that supply chain. You need to model your own cash flow. Yeah. Your business. Um, model itself is if you are collecting VAT on goods, so remember, as five goods only, and the reverse charge does not apply, so you can still claim VAT back on that. You've got some decent payment terms, for example, 
days, maybe in a scenario where you can reclaim the VAT on those goods before you've even paid the supplier. You might find that you've got an upward scale of cash flow in month one, possibly a little bit more in, in month two, but then you've got the rolling effect in months one, two and three of not collecting VAT you ordinarily would do, and then you dive off the cliff. Um, fundamentally, you do the sums about how that's going to affect you. Going to affect you one way or another. Um, say lower down the pain, it will affect you more. So, so if you are in that scenario um, of not declaring output VAT on most of your sales, and therefore hopefully claiming a bit of input VAT, input VAT back, then you want to move yourself to a monthly uh, back return position. If you're a repayment trader, is a technical term, you are receiving regular refunds, you can do that monthly to help you. Small point on the flat rate scheme um, is excluded from this. The majority of the sales will fall under the domestic reverse charge, most likely. So from that and go back to the standard scheme and most likely the monthly VAT return scheme. So that was a, a brief overview of, of the scenario. There's all our media channels there. Please do subscribe to this channel. Uh, get in contact with, with either of us with more detail. Thank you, Sam. That was a really good run through. I think probably one of the biggest changes to tax in the construction industry for quite a while. And um, lots of people might well struggle in the first instance. So we'd be happy to help anybody that needs it. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Lewis Brownlee podcast. Be sure to listen again soon to keep up to date and help your business grow.